Hey, this is Samir. Hey, this is Alec. And this is Beyond the Beats. We are at episode 51. We are a podcast about EDM news and culture. Are you guys ready? Let's go. What's going on EDM champions? Welcome back to Beyond the Beats and welcome to episode 51. My on repeat this week is a little bit different as I'm going to preview an exclusive snippet from one of our upcoming sessions by Proper. Take a listen to this magic. You're changing it up on us over here, man. Absolutely. You're teasing the EDM <laughs> champions, and I love it. You got to put a little tease out there, man. You got to do a little bit of tease, a little bit of the hype. You know, that's something we're going to start doing a bit more of. But, oh, dude, of course. I, I and the hype is to. well warranted, man. Of I, course. Dude, isn't this mix insane? The whole thing is just. It, it really, like, when Prapa, an artist that we're watching, sent over a an exclusive Beyond the Beat session mix over to us. I was just like, holy shit, this guy, he has so much talent, and I can't wait to get this in front of our EDM champions next week. It's going to be released exclusively on our SoundCloud. Guys, if you haven't been on our SoundCloud yet, what are you doing? We got so much great music <laughs> on there, man. Come really on, go on over to the website, beyondthebeats.co, baby. Go check out the SoundCloud and go hit subscribe. That way you will be the first to know when that mix drops next week after episode 52. You guys are going to love it, I promise. Absolutely. And a little Easter egg to put into there too. I'm now starting to peruse through all the feeds that on SoundCloud on that account. So actually I am starting to repost as well as like just tracks in general so if you just want to see what we're listening to what particularly i'm listening to i'm sure samir will hop in there some days and some Mm -hmm. weeks too definitely it's a good way to keep track of what we're listening to at the moment totally man you know what alec i wish we had like a section in the show where we could like we had this sound effect from the background that goes like doom doom coronavirus (laughs) just like one of those yeah coronavirus quarantine day 39 you know what i mean just like something like that i mean it hasn't been 39 days but uh alec man how you doing over there you holding up well over there in san francisco Dude, I, I feel isolation. like they don't have the disco right now no you need that disco back yeah they do man i mean it's just it's a ghost town when you go down to fida it's quite crazy actually just because there's no one really walking around 
Um, and what's also sad is the businesses, you know, in, in downtown as well. We saw, I saw a stat out there the other day that 50%, you know, revenue is down for some of these small restaurants oh, man, that is so in downtown. Sad. And, it's, you know, I'm sure the same things in New York. But, mm-hmm. you know, on the brighter side, you know, I think definitely starting doing some social distancing, some isolation uh, is definitely really the, the, the best way to go. Like, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure people can relate to this, but... I also have a little bit of allergies, right? So I'm there, just like starting to get, I'm like, oh shit, is this coming on? Like, am I going to get sick? Yeah. But, you know, um, it, we're I saw, this spider, right? <laughs> I saw this Spider-Man meme. Actually, I think maybe your yes. girlfriend posted this that's up. It. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, okay, yes, that's the that one. Yeah, it's like, awesome. oh, that oh. was so funny. It was like, you know, the three Spider-Men just like kind of like holding handguns against each other. And like <laughs> one of them said spring allergies, one said coronavirus, one said flu. It's like, this is just the perfect storm. But it's an awkward time to have allergies. It really is. It is. It really is. And EDM champions, we want to let you guys know you are not alone. We promise you. Not we are all. feeling the the effects of the isolation, the quarantine. Like, I, guys, it, you can already probably tell from the podcast, I'm a very high energy, high energetic person. So for me to now be cooped up in my home for about two weeks, two and a half weeks, you know, working from home from work, staying at home for that long, like, I'm going a little crazy right now. You know, but I'm keeping myself busy, and you must I think be a that nightmare what- to deal with. I can just see you bouncing off the fucking walls oh, at home. My oh my god. god, this guy—you don't understand, everyone. He has so much energy. I, I just—it's <laughs> ridiculous. I will never forget the time when we were in Cancun, Mexico, and we were out real late to a club, and it's just still like six a.m. We got back at like seven or something. This man's up at nine a.m. He went out <laughs> for an outdoor workout. I've never seen energy like this. So just some picture that cooped up without being able to do any of that stuff where you can I go outside go and, gym. no yeah yeah <laughs> can't go to my gym but you know what man i'm keeping myself busy and i think it's a really really important time right now for people to explore their hobbies yes. to explore what yes, they're yes. passionate about read a new book try a new video game but like listen this situation can really get to all of us if we don't do enriching things and we just focus on the news and what's going on you know what i mean yeah, there's so much to benefit from this time. Like, I think people really yeah. need to realize that once we're out of this stage of shock and, you know, totally. things, just expect things to get a little bit worse. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But if you're at your home, you know, you keep disinfecting things, you keep them clean, you're relaxing, yeah. you can chill. There's nothing to worry about. Enjoy yourself, actually, right? Like, pick up a book, listen to this podcast. There you Let, go. Share <laughs> Share this podcast. Share this podcast. Yeah, we know you're exactly. all sitting on your asses. You have no excuses yeah. that, oh, I'm too busy to share. No, you're not. You're home. Might be busy at work and at home, but you could definitely hit that share button. (laughs) Totally, man. Totally. (laughs) Alec, you know what? What are we talking about this week on episode 51, The Road to 100 Episodes? What what are we talking about, man? Tell me. There's just so much. We've got new music from artists we're watching. Drew Daps with his EP. That was an absolute banger. Then we've got Clank and Anti returning to the show as well. We're also going to cover some really interesting tracks. Fatboy Slim dropped one called All the Ladies. Porter Robinson really something comforting within the realm of the EDM scene in this coronavirus. We're also going to talk about some, you know, of course, the coronavirus and all the different aspects and how it's impacted the EDM scene in general. All the cancellations, we'll dive into those. Get a little bit on the business side here too, talking about Deezer, starting to get some more exclusive mix deals. And we're also, of course, going to address the fact that Live Nation lost billions or $1 billion dollars market cap just from the coronavirus alone wrapping it up we've got the what we're listening to section we're going to talk about troy boy and flume and of course probably the epitome of this show we've got the artists we're watching section 
As always, Samir and I have picked two fantastic artists that we hope to throw on your radar. You guys aren't ready for it. You guys aren't are just ready. not ready for these artists, no, man. No. I'm telling you. Yeah, this is a good one. It's the best one yet. <laughs> if you listen to Snacks Daily, you'll get that one. Yeah, absolutely. Where are we started, man? Let's do. Let's start off with Drew Dapps. Make the Move EP. What do you think? You know, Alec, just let me just tell you guys something. I am so excited that we got some new music from Drew Dapps. And you know what, guys? Keep an eye on Beyond the Beats as well. We're cooking up something real nice with Drew Dapps as well. It's, I just love his music because it is so sexy. It is so just fun and groovy. It's very danceable. Let me tell you, man, the, the out of the three tracks, Make the Move was my favorite one, the title track of this EP. Nice. It is just such great deep house, deep tech. I'm, I'm all about it, Alec. just want to get into a nice mood like that's how i would describe this it's like if you feel a little bit of a funk and i think this would be really perfect right now for people who are isolating themselves at home throw this on some nice speakers or whatever headphones that you have and you will feel just in a better more funky groovy mood so drew daps thank you for dropping that yes, onwards sir. clank was a song location this guy's been tearing Alex, it up recently could you send me your location please 19th Ave, san francisco come see me <laughs> There we go. I might edit that out. All right, guys, peep this. All right, we got we got Clank with the song Location. Dude, just another straight house slapper from Clank. You can't stop this guy. He is constantly dropping some great quality house tunes, and this is just, this is a no-brainer on this one. Guys, take a listen to this. All right, we got Clank's song Location right here on Beyond the Beats. Take a listen. Thank you. 
It's the type on. of house that just slaps you across the face, man. Like, slapping is the perfect way to describe You're gonna need a song. nice pack. You really do. I mean, I feel a little bit beat up over this, you know. I was trying to get all warm and cozy during this coronavirus outbreak, but just no, client woke me up, so you have to get out of bed, be productive. Here's a slapper song to get your dancer shoes on. Totally. Unbelievable. I love this guy, honestly. He's doing some amazing stuff. Yeah. You know who Great. else is doing some awesome stuff? Anti. Yeah. Feel like we haven't heard too, too much, but maybe some more time in the studio is going to release some more gems like this one. We're going to talk about Gate one of his new releases. What do you think, man? Dude, first of all, this song is blowing up. People are loving this song, and us included. This is a straight-up trap slapper. Everybody step back. I'm about to throw these trap arms everywhere. It was released <laughs> on Quality Good Records. Anti is an artist that we're watching it for a very good reason. You guys are going to hear why right now. Guys, take a listen to his song, Gate. Uh, this is a certified bang in my books. This is honestly I was very impressive. Yeah, very very impressive. Um, it, it's great to see the development of, of him as an artist. It's just it's really cool to see, and you could just hear, you know, even the incremental improvements in sound design. It's just really really neat. And this song is just such a slapper <laughs> or a banger. It's crazy, right? I mean, it just but there's a lot of depth to it too. So I really really enjoyed this track. Shout out to you, man. Great job. Love it. Love to hear it, man. Where are we going next, baby? We are going to go to, hmm, let me see. Let's look at Love Regenerator. That's Calvin Harris's alias. He's, you know, saying to all the people out there, I'm done with more mainstream house, EDM or big room. Going to go back to the roots here. Really, this whole alias is just saying we're going to go back to some tech house, a little acid influence in there. And this EP is no exception. This is the third one he dropped, dude. I really, really enjoyed this, and I this hope he continues. It is. I agree. I hope he continues doing this. It is just crazy how much passion he has for this project. You know what I'm talking about, man? Like, I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like we haven't seen this sort of passion from Calvin Harris in a long time, but for him to just drop, drop uh, an EP every two weeks on a brand new alias, it's just so inspiring to see that from him, man. I, I really, really am a big fan of this EP. It, it made me want to do a little dance video that I threw up on our Instagram story. You know what I mean? When, when it dropped, I, I had to make a quick little dance video. It's not there on the story anymore, but this is why you guys should be following us on Instagram at btb.pod. I'm telling you, man, this is so well done. I'm very impressed by this. I can't. I just hope we hear some of these tunes in his live sets on the main stage. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Do you think he will? I think he will. I, I think he will. I think he's ready to make a statement. He's been making a statement with these releases. I think he's really ready to make a statement. We have two tracks on this one. Give Me Strength and Peace, Love, Happiness. Let me say, man, Peace, Love, Happiness was such mm -hmm. a great song. It just made Dude. me want to keep my booty moving. 
Absolutely. And I feel like to en- truly enjoy this, listen to the full original length of it, not the edit. I mean, the edit's great, don't get me wrong, and that's it. But I really yeah. do feel like to truly appreciate this type of house music, you really need to listen to the original mix and just stick with it all the way through. Just focus on it. You're going to love it. Absolutely. And then I really like that he did an acid reprise of Peace, Love, Happiness. Yes. I thought that was neat. Yeah, that was pretty yes. cool. I thought just it's really cool to see Calvin Harris doing all of this. Um, you know, I think, uh, do you remember we talked about, um, his little spat with, what is it? Apache, right? Do you yeah, remember that? Oh, I remember that. that yeah, and he was like, yeah. oh, you're kind of over the hill. Well, Calvin yeah. Harris is kind of, I wonder if that got to him a little bit because after that, I know, he's I now know. getting back in the studio. He's like, right, fuck lit these the, people. He kind of lit the fire underneath his ass. You know Absolutely. He's I mean? just like, all these, all these millions of dollars won't keep me warm at night, but this <laughs> love regenerator project will, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's generating the love. He oh. really is. He really is. And to speak of love, just showing yes. some more love out here. We've got Fat Boy Slim OG and Eats Everything. With the track called All the Ladies. I think all the ladies will be dancing to this one. What do you think, Samir? You know, ever since you did your history of house music on last week's episode, I'm like, okay, house music originated from disco. Baby, this is the disco right here, <laughs> man. What a great song. But you know what? Like we already talked about, house music is just beefed up disco with a harder kick and a funkier bass line and that's what this song is man this is true and true house music from fat boy slim and eats everything all the ladies what a fantastic track i can see this popping off like if you're a house head you're at a house show or a house rave this is it man this is what you need to hear definitely and i feel like someone like merce is going to play this one out too you know Ooh, as he goes more into nice. the disco yeah just i love his very new nice. disco sound on a side note I thought, me too yeah, yeah i really do yeah. enjoy it definitely worth checking him makes out makes you want to put on like red tinted sunglasses like a, like a shirt that's like <laughs> three buttons <laughs> some on 70s buttons. outfit yeah, yeah exactly it's making me want to grow up my hair you know what i mean like that that's what it makes me want to do yeah but, i agree um, man i agree it makes me feel much more hippie like um love it gareth emery and annabelle you'll be okay Dude, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the vocals on this one. I thought she sounded great. I did too, Alec. I did too, you know, and we talked about this before on the show. We're not the biggest trance fans, but I got to give it up to Gareth Emery and Annabelle, dude. They really did a fantastic, fantastic job with this song. I don't know if it's my mood, if I need some more uplifting music these days, but this is just a really, really cool song. Really nice trance feel to it. It's good feeling song. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of this. Alec, your thoughts? Yeah, me too, man. I was I was a little bit shocked, actually. I mean, this is probably yeah. one of my most favorite releases from Gareth Emery. I mean, he's been doing a lot more laser face, and I know focusing on that goes back to kind of his true Gareth Emery style, just really uplifting, you know, slow mm-hmm. kind of build up, builds up into it, and just a great release of energy on the drop. This is how trance should be done, and this is how you should use yeah. vocals in trance. So shout out to Gareth Emery for killing it with this one. Well said. Okay. Dude. If there's anything that is going to save us from coronavirus, it is Porter Robinson's new song, Something Comfortable. What did you think? I thought it was good, but oh. not that good. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I was so concerned. I was like, oh, man, he's going to love this track. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I did. I just... I'm over here like this is the this is the cure to coronavirus. Alec is over here like this is just another ibuprofen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, it, it's oh, it, that's man. a very good analogy for it actually. And I don't mean that's that. Funny. It's it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. It's a good song, but it's not. So, I, I just uh, I don't know. I want a little bit more. I feel like this is kind of playing back into you know his world's type of vibe a little bit too much for me. I want to see him add some. Really, I do, and I don't. I mean, I just feel like just. When I listened to the song, I was like, I feel like he's 
I feel like there's some more imagination you can put into it, you know, and I, and I really, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? I'm just, I'm, I have torn feelings over this track. Interesting. I really enjoyed this song over the other release from 2020, Get Your Wish. I will agree I, with that. I say this is, yeah. I do think this is better. Yeah. I love, I love the back and forth between the female vocals and the male vocals in this song. You know what I mean? I love the way that the piano sounds like it, it, it did remind me of Worlds, but I feel like he's moving in a more positive direction. Like with Worlds, there was a lot of emotion in that, in that album, a lot, you know, just come, coming from all different sides. But like, I feel like Porter Robinson is like really starting to turn a new light, like get a little bit more happier in his music. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling we're going to get from this new project. Well, I mean, aside from Virtual Self, that was pretty dark. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> hey, just wrapped those up, are two so. very separate projects. Yeah. Right, come on now. I know, I know. Don't totally. twist it, baby. Yeah, but that was his, but he wanted to do that as an artistic expression. Yeah. Right? So he yeah, focused yeah. on that. He didn't, he didn't do Porter Robinson and Virtual Self really at the same time. It just focused on Virtual Self for, for the most part, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm excited to see the direction it goes. It's like maybe my expectations could be just a little little bit too high. And that might oh, be As why, they should be. You this know? is Porter freaking Robinson, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So um, maybe this is something I need to listen to a little bit more. I enjoyed it, but it's not as just up there with the expectations I had, I think. Very interesting. All right. Well, I appreciate your, your candid thoughts on that one. And we got one last song in this section, dude. We got Brooks and Gia Coca for the song Say a Little Prayer. Alec, what do you think? I was interested by this one, man. This is one of those songs nice. that kind of intrigues you a little bit, right? Like you're just like, hmm, where did where did they think about this? How did this come to be as a song? I was I was about it, man. How about you? I love this one. I'm a really big fan of Brooks. I really like his take on Big Room. So like this is just a really, really great classic Brooks big room song for me you know what i mean i just I've, i loved it all around i could re-listen to this all the time this is a good song it is and i know you say i don't like big room but i do like this one and it's when it's done nice. well when it's done properly um i really do enjoy it so this is definitely a great track so thanks for putting up on there my man but you of know course. just remember every guys and girls everyone you can find all of the music that we mentioned in the full show notes we don't have to be putting a link onto facebook anymore we're going to drive it straight to our website so that link to the website will be on our Facebook, but you can also see that on our Instagram, which is at btb.pod, or you can find it on Twitter as well, which is at podbtb. And while you're at it, if you want to share this with a fellow raver, please do a fellow EDM champion. Trying to start a movement out here would really appreciate that as well. Okay, this is when oh, we man. would need that sound effect to come in about the Yeah, like a little siren, like... Exactly. Yeah, like day three thousand six hundred fifty-two. <laughs> Everyone is panicking. Coronavirus watch. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a trailer for a movie. Um, there's a lot going on right now with coronavirus here in the EDM scene, and uh, you know more so than what we talked about on last week's episode. Last week's episode, we touched upon some of the big major key events that were happening, but now we have some further developments. It's interesting. Like, I feel like we can look at this from two lights. From the perspective of wanting to go out and be a part of live entertainment, it's disappointing. But also from a public health initiative, very good decisions that were made by local governments, national governments. And, um, you know, the, obviously these are decisions that are not taken lightly, uh, but they were good decisions that had to be made in order to combat the spread of coronavirus. So without further ado... Let's talk about some of the things that happened in the EDM scene in the past seven days, Alec. I mean, we already talked about how Tomorrowland, Winter, and Ultra have been postponed. But I mean, you look at now at Miami Music Week as well being cancelled. Um, you know, I know a lot of people would be disappointed about that because I do remember Charmy even saying once, you know, Ultra announced that they were postponing 
I remember Charmy posting up on his Instagram saying he's still going for my music week. Well, I guess mm-hmm. that's not happening still. You've also got Beyond Wonderland postponed till June, right? Which is which is something under the Insomniac brand. I think that was more expected, but quite unexpectedly, I, I will. I think we should dig into this a little bit. Yeah, is EDC Vegas is still planned? It's still on for May of this year. You know, what do you think about this? And this, by the way, this could change by the time we release yeah, this yeah. podcast. So, That's part of the problem. So, I mean, this is such a evolving situation, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, guys, just for some context, we record the podcast on the Sunday before the episode is released on the Thursday, just so everybody knows. So, you know, within that four days, because this is such a rapidly evolving situation, like Alec had just said, you're right, man. Details can quickly, quickly change. So we're trying to stay on top of it as much as possible here. So... Pasquale Rotella, being the great head of Insomniac that he is, put out a statement to kind of give everybody an update as to what's happening with the upcoming Insomniac events. So when it came to Beyond Wonderland, which was set to take place in, I believe, March, it was set to take place this this month, it got moved to June. California basically banned all mass gathering events. He did mention, though, in that, in that post on Instagram and on his social media feeds that EDC Vegas is still going ahead as planned for May 2020, which is interesting because if we take a look at a calendar, we're only about eight weeks away from EDC Vegas. So in eight weeks, can this situation become radically better? It could. It's a small chance, but it could. But could it also continue to be of grave concern to the national government and to local state governments? Absolutely. So look, guys, here's the situation, right? Nobody can really plan for this. Like nobody knows what is going to happen in eight weeks, but it is important to be prepared to make alternative arrangements or, you know, make plan B plans with your with your rave squad or your rave fan. Because, I mean, think about it. EDC Vegas is one of the biggest music festivals in the U.S., also in the world. It attracts 150 thousand people every year and this year is sold out all tickets have been sold yeah so now to to say like in eight weeks that edc vegas is gonna happen from the current state of affairs that we are in right now with with covid19 i am a i'm taking a bit of a pessimistic view on this man i'm not i'm i'm gonna say my gut feeling is that edc vegas is gonna be postponed and pasquale rotella did confirm on instagram that there are alternative dates for EDC Vegas in case it needs to be moved. So it's not going to be a full-blown cancellation. They have secured alternative dates for the festival. So, which is great. That's, that's which great is news. awesome. That's amazing news. Yeah. So that might be why they're willing to push it as far as it can go, right? Until the point where they do need to make a call on it. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if the state of Nevada just says no. You just, yeah. you can't. Right. I mean, exactly. I know they're motivated to get the local economy up. I know Las Vegas has been hit um, oh. pretty heavily, right? And we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the more impacts. But with EDC Vegas, I think, um, to be perfectly honest, man, I don't know if it's uh, the responsible thing to do to try and host it, you know? Um, yeah. I think just with the way that look, things are looking right now, we know that things are going to really get worse. I mean, most experts do predict that worse in, in the sense of, more cases right so we're talking about the number of cases here just by how infectious this virus is for people who don't know 
when you're looking at the cases, right, I'm sure you might have seen on social media or on the news, they're talking about this curve. So the curve is just the exponential rate of cases and growth throughout the country. And that's what they're tracking. And without these containment and social distancing policies, you can see a much larger spike. So it reaches um, a higher curve point, right? It's going up in the number of cases in a much shorter amount of time. Therefore, what the concern is, is that you're going to be overrunning, you know, quite an already overrun hospital and health system. So by having these social distancing methods, putting people working at home, canceling these events, just stopping the spread of it just means that it's more likely to, you know, have a, uh, there's going to be less cases in a shorter amount of time. It's going to be spread throughout a longer uh, time period, which is actually probably better in terms of getting a handle on it. And that means that we could have an opportunity to contain it, or it just, you know, lessens a load of our health system and also just prevents people, you know, who are more at risk from getting exposed to the virus. So it's these, these things while disappointing, it's not about you, right? It's not about necessarily you getting ill. I still see people being like, oh, it's not a big deal. Uh, I, you know, most cases are mild. It's like, okay, that's understood, but there's still quite a large percent of the population who do not need to be getting this. And on top of that, You've also got to be thinking about the the healthcare system, right? If you have somebody in the family that needs surgeries, it's going to affect surgeries, affect you going to the doctor. There's all these knock-on effects that a sustained spread of this virus will have that people need to think about. It's not just about themselves. This is why these measures, I think, need to be taken and that if EDC Vegas goes forward with this, I think it's actually quite irresponsible of them. I mean, that that is a hot take, but a very well-thought-out take from Alec on uh, it's just on, as a health thing like, trust me because I would totally love broke. to go but I just just how the current state of things are looking I think it's just irresponsible to and then I also yeah. worry about people need to make changes to plans so I don't know how much longer they're going to try and hold out on this but yeah I do worry about people's plans yeah man I'm, I'm concerned about it as well you know like obviously I have travel arrangements to fly from the east coast to to Las Vegas and like we have hotels and everything booked so well, we'll just have to see what happens with EDC. But, you know, thank you so much for bringing up the flattening the curve stuff because we will we will link a fantastic study done by the CDC in our show notes. It is it's 36 pages long, but um, you want to geek is, out. Uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. If you if you want to pour over the reference material that Alec is using to to discuss some of his points, you can find it there. You know, just back to back to some further impacts here, man. I mean, I feel like last week we just saw so many tours being canceled, right? Some announced by Excision, Chami nightmare i mean look the the problem here right now with tours is that you got many many cities shutting down you know saying like no mass gatherings beyond this size so you got that going on right but then how long until other cities follow suit right so i think from an artist perspective from a management perspective it just makes sense to basically cancel the tour if literally 50 or 60 percent of your tour dates are being canceled by local governments you know, I think these are really smart moves. And again, it's sad to see that like our favorite artists are not going to be able to continue their tour, that a lot of these dates are going to have to be postponed, but it is a good move. And I think it's the right move, like Alec had just said, in regards to EDC Vegas, right? Just some other things that are happening around here as well. Winter Music Conference was also canceled along with Miami Music Week, like we just said. South by Southwest, canceled. Lightning in a Bottle, canceled. Coachella, postponed to October. So those guys have already got their alternative dates worked out. And what's great about what Coachella is doing is that if you're not able to make the new dates in October, you can actually get a refund for your ticket. So thank you to Coachella for being reasonable 
to its ticket holders. We always appreciate that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Like, you know where I'm going with this oh, one, God. baby. Um, and uh, then we got also um, just, you know, from what we're seeing in our local cities, like Alec had just said about San Francisco, I mean, it's pretty much a ghost town over there. New York City is also experiencing a lot of that same sort of reaction from the public. Promoters all over New York, L.A., and Miami are canceling events and also around the world. I mean, let's not forget, this is a global problem, not just one that's based here in the U.S., yeah, it's it really is a global problem, man. I mean, and you see it affecting people from all different aspects in life. So, I mean, there's a Mixed Mag article that came out that talks about some Such of the effects article. on yeah. the, in the UK, right? You see some people really losing, I mean, thousands and thousands of pounds already. Promoters particularly are being quite affected by this just because of having to cancel it. Um, I will say, you know, what was really interesting about this article, though, is that there were some instances where the club owners were like, you know, we haven't seen too much of a downtick. Um, yeah. You know, People right. want to keep dancing. Yeah, they exactly. They want to get their so dancing shoes laced up. They do, which, I, you know, okay, this is where you also have to bring into um, the context here. The, the UK is taking a different approach to mitigating the spread of coronavirus. And in some ways, they're not, they're not clamping down and doing these uh, social controlling public health orders like you see in the US right now. So, there aren't similar bans like this. I mean, I wonder if there will be, but they're taking a slightly different um, method. To be perfectly blunt and transparent, I haven't read too much up on it, because I, but I do know it's a little bit different. So, um, you know, maybe next week we, we can come back and talk a little bit more about how other countries are dealing with it. But it just, you can still see the impact is there though. You've got so many financial losses, you know, you've got people, you know, while there's still people going out and dancing, there's the attitudes towards buying how many tickets they, you know, the amount of times they're going out is changing. So it's going to have an unfortunate effect on the EDM industry for these promoters and club owners and everybody kind of in between. You know, and what's interesting about this MixMag article is that it's also pointing out that the people that are being hurt the most by all of this are the small time promoters, man. Exactly. People who throw the events that are maybe 100 to 200 people, maybe 300 people, you know? We all we all live in our own cities, right? We all know the big names, the big promoters in our cities. Like in New York, we have made events, right? I mean, those guys have been throwing shows forever, forever. I mean, I'm sure they have a lot of cash on hand or they have the, the capability to reschedule shows that need to be canceled in accordance with what the city is saying, right? But for some of these local guys, the small guys, yeah, like no, you can't, you canceling can't do a show, it. Can't do it. yeah, canceling a show can really cost thousands and thousands of dollars to tens of thousands of dollars, money that they really, they may not have. Margins are already, margins are already tight and you're trying to establish yourself, you know, it's, um, yeah. you can't just, it, it's, it's very, very difficult. And then I would also say for the artists too, it's not just some of the prices, oh, but yes, the smaller yeah. local artists, you know, who really do rely, this is probably a second source of income. Uh, you know, you're not getting that anymore. So it's, it's sad. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's important now more than ever to, if you have an artist in your town, like a, a small local artist that you guys really support, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. And one of the biggest things with the podcast is that we want to put small guys, local guys on and give them some words of encouragement, you know, get them to a wider audience. That's why we love doing the artists that we're watching section. But we need your help too, guys. Like if you like a song that you heard on the show, buy it. That money means so much to these small local artists. All right. Buy the song. If there's some merch, 
I think buying that $10 t-shirt, $15 t-shirt would go a really, really long way. You know what I mean? Just, and if we have any producers out there, a lot of small time artists will also master your songs for fair prices. So don't be afraid to reach out to them and say, hey, do you mind helping me or giving me a quote for how much it is to master a song through you? These are what artists have to do in order to survive, especially in these really turbulent and tumultuous times for them. No, that's a really great point, man. You just have to do as much as you can to support your local artists that you're fans of, right? I mean, and especially now, I mean, I think just purchasing some of that merch, if they have it, is a great idea, particularly right now, because I'm sure the sales are declining. You know, and then making sure to buy that track if they, they've, you know, a lot of times these yeah. tracks are for free, right? But if you can go into Beatport, you can buy a higher quality, you know, sound of it. It's like, it's a dollar fifty or something like that. I mean, it's yeah, not man. a big deal. Just buy one of them, just something, right? Just to show that there's some support going on, right? We're not expecting you to prop everybody up because everybody has their own issues and stuff to deal with. Yeah. But there are going to be some people more particularly affected by this than others. And people in the service industry, and I would say, you know, entertainment live music industry is you know closely related in that matter to you know restaurants and any other type of service industry but those are the people that are getting really affected right now because they rely on a constant stream of revenue with tight tight margins if you're not you know the top record labels in the world so definitely you know show your support reach out to them If, if you're not in a financial position to you know, completely fine. But you can do other things such as share their music, right? Be more proactive on their social media profiles. Just try and help them out in any way to show them some support during this through this tough time. I just want to also kind of point out a passage in the Mixmag article before we move on. Something that I found super, super interesting, which, you know, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks as the coronavirus has started to impact the EDM sphere a little bit more, right? I'm just going to read this passage here, Alec, and I want to also get your thoughts on this. Absolutely, right? yeah. So it says here, some event insurers offer what's called communicable disease cover. So communicable, I had to, I had to look this one up, right? So don't be, you guys are not <laughs> alone out there, right? It, it means it's easily being communicated or in this case being transferred. So some event insurers offer what's called communicable disease cover, which protects against outbreaks of disease. However, the majority of organizers do not buy this cover because they don't deem it to be a risk, says Stephen Howell, head of music at Media and mm. Music Insurance Brokers. So their company provides event insurance for around 150 UK festivals in all sorts of different sizes. So, you know, man, it's when I read that passage, I was like, oh, my God. It made me realize just how unprepared like our festivals, our fe- festival promoters and like Ultra, for instance, or South by Southwest, it just made me realize just how unprepared we are for these sorts of events to happen. And obviously, like, nobody thinks, like, you know, as they're planning a festival, like, oh, this will be the year that we have a virus outbreak and it turns into, like, a pandemic, right? No, obviously nobody thinks that. But here we are, right? And and I hope that the lessons that are learned from this time in human history ripple throughout all different industries not just the music industry like let's be a little bit more prepared for these sorts of events to happen right because it's just part of human like human course we've had outbreaks in the past before these kinds of things do happen it's just how nature is so let's be a little bit more prepared for for these sorts of outbreaks to occur here's the thing though this is everything is okay if we prepare but this really shouldn't make people feel more uncomfortable in fact it should make you feel a little bit more comfortable because we're starting to get rid of all of the unknowns that happen with disease spread, right, in the today's world. We're understanding it more, we're seeing these trends, and we're working on ways to better protect ourselves and be prepared for it. Now, I hope this is just a big wake-up call, as we were saying to everybody, because we could prepare for this a lot better than we have, right, from stockpiling medical supplies, you know, 
more funding towards the CDC, focusing more on, you know, different aspects of virology and just people in general having a different attitude to, you know, hygiene. I, I was, uh, there's a statistic from an article, I have to put this on as well, but we, if people actually wash their hands properly, you know, one out of five respiratory illnesses would be, you know, much more controllable and limited each year. So it just shows that even though we have not thought about this much in the past, the industries need to start thinking about it and particularly EDM, because if you think about just the, the rave culture, everyone's close, everyone's huggy, right? These are prime. Each other, exactly, right? Touching up bodies. What makes I it, see you. Exactly. We're there. We see it. What makes it beautiful is the fact that you're doing that, all right? So look, that doesn't mean that you need to stop doing it. Yeah, no, right? we're not shaving anybody. What maybe. it means, no, no, no. But what it means, again, it's about preparedness. The clubs can yeah. be more prepared. They can be more hygienic in, the, in their cleanups. Focus a little bit more on that. As individuals, if you are sick or feeling sick, don't go to the club, right? Like, don't do these things. If we all come together and do this, it's actually going to be quite controllable. So for me, while it's definitely a scary time, and a scary realization that, you know, if this if evolution if this evolutionist is right and this is going to be, we should expect much more of this. If we are prepared, it's going to be okay. And that does not mean hoarding shit, okay? I want to put that out. <laughs> Do not be one of those hoarders. Alec is so tight I'm about so this. I'm so tight about this. You're lucky it's not the anti-plumber because I'll rip you a fucking new one. Do not <laughs> hoard stuff, okay? Sorry, I don't want to get into this anti-plumber. No, it's all good. I, it's just... Listen, I, I just... I, I was I, positive I just, and then I went negative. I know. I, I want to I wanna cap this little section off here by saying, if you're out there stocking up on toilet paper, no matter what, don't even think about buying single ply, okay? That shit is for hedons. And there's something wrong with people who buy that nonsense. All right, on to the next topic. Oh Here we God. go. Live Nation. All right. I tell you, the, the effects continue, man. And uh, I think we just need to call this one out in its own topic here. Live Nation loses $1.8 billion of market cap value. And this is uh, from, from the date of recording right here on Sunday, March 15th. Crazy. This is absolutely crazy, man. I mean, but it just goes to show you just how hard the live music scene and the entertainment industry is being hit overall from the coronavirus. I mean, you know, we saw, you know, we're also not, we're not just seeing this with like in, in concerts, right? We're seeing this in theme parks, Disney, Universal Studios Orlando and Hollywood, all those theme parks, as well as well as the smaller ones, SeaWorld, they're all closed for the time being. And you know, it's it's really not a shock here that Live Nation, who is also the parent company of uh, um, of Insomniac Events, it's not a shock that we're seeing them hit so hard from from the coronavirus. I mean, that's a sixteen point five eight percent drop in stock price. I mean, that is insane. It's I mean that just has probably rocked them. Now, to be fair, I do think they're going to be able to handle this, right? I mean, and and I don't know. I mean, we'll see how much it crashes if it does crash any more. But hopefully they can get through this um, hard period because, I mean, that's quite a big blow to a company. And I mean, Live Nation is one of the biggest yeah. biggest organizers of world tours for some of the biggest names here in the U.S. and, and around the world. Like, it's just, I, I was shocked when I saw this, man. I was shocked. I mean, that's, a, that's what happens when you charge $15 dollars. on a $30 ticket service <laughs> fee. That's all I'm going to say. 50%. Well, look, there's still, yeah, they're not, okay, these guys are not angels, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, we're not right, saying, we're like, not, everybody light yeah, a candle for like, them. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, but you can definitely <laughs> feel, well, look, I mean, here's also why I do feel, feel for them because I don't know how this is going to affect whether they need to lay people off, 
right? Yeah. And that's what I do worry about is whether they need to lay people off. And unfortunately with these things, right, they're not they're laying off the people more towards the bottom, right? So Yeah. It, it really and also think about it this way situation. like then canceling events and shows you probably got local promoters or you know other things like the staff of the event for instance you know they yeah. aren't getting going to get paid because that live nation show is not happening anymore so there's there is a real knock on effect i do think though that they're going to bounce back i think yeah, in general yeah, we're going to see a massive rally that's probably going to happen once we're through all of this. Um, I think there's just going to be a lot more confidence into the market. And then if this is done kind of in, you know, if this gets over within the next few months, I think it's going to be easier for these guys to recover because it still can be considered festival season, right? And maybe you can yep. just get more, you know, pop-up festivals happening, right? All these type of things. Not the big ginormous festivals that have already been cancelled and had to have be postponed, but you'll just see more club dates. You'll see more like pop-up festivals and things. And I think that's ultimately what's going to save uh, Live Nation, or rather, I shouldn't say save. It's, I don't think it's that dire for them. I mean, it's a huge... Right, right. I mean, yeah. it, I, I don't know. That's a, It's a huge drop, but, but I think they can handle it if they can just hold on and stay through. And you know what, Live Nation? I'd like to see some... I'd like to see some ingenuity from you guys, actually, okay? Because I've seen a lot of DJs saying that they're going to be streaming. Yeah, right. I love. Live yeah. Nation, guys, come on, get on it. Start doing something like that. Show your ingenuity. Get people more confident into your stock. I mean, you're not going to see such huge, uh, you know, dive in that. And I think just in general, as you were saying before, Simir, man, about people being prepared and being prepared in this industry for it. Like, if this stuff, you know, what if something happens like this again, how can you be prepared for it in the EDM scene, right? And I think having you know, those Minecraft festivals or just, yeah. you know, streaming to people. We have this technology that can connect people all over the globe, even when we don't have to physically be there. So utilize it. And I just want to say, Alec, like when this all blows over, I have a feeling like Live Nation will definitely recover pretty nicely. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, I think they could cover emerge from their caves. You know what I mean? Like people are going to have massive long beards. I'm already growing mine out, man. Mine's three feet long now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, wait, like, are you serious? No, beer stains <laughs> all over, uh, you know, your t-shirt. Like you're God. Blink your eyes. Be like, is it over yet? Let's go to Coachella. You know, like it's going to, it's yeah. everything's going to be fine. People are going to be traveling again once it all blows over. It I think will we'll blow over and people are going to yeah. be, it's going to be absolutely fine. In fact, Guys, there might be a real yeah. boom. There might be a real boom. Just people I think are like, there will be. God, I we think can go out be. again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's going to be buying white claws. I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Alec. This was really interesting, man. You found this one um, amidst all this coronavirus news. I tell you guys, like we were we were trying to find some topics, and I felt like it's it was hard, hard to find. <laughs> to it's like literally the EDFC has come to a straight up halt right now. It's just like all coronavirus talk. But Alec, this is a really really great topic. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, I tried to, as you said, Samir, just to mirror that. It was really really yeah. difficult. I felt like I had to be a crate digger a bit here to yeah. pick out some hidden gems. But there it really is are magnifying glasses. Yeah, out, exactly. Little Sherlock Holmes cat. Exactly. A little advanced search results on Google. Using search I did. I, I had to really. Yeah. Oh, I love to hear so, that. Oh, dude. dude yeah. Huge, huge fan of uh, you know advanced search you know queries nice. on on google huge fan um but <laughs> that was really dorky um yeah. all right this came out on the, the 14th deezer right streaming platform which i'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of maybe not used but you've definitely heard of it they are upping their game with getting exclusive mixes done from people in the electronic music scene i mean so you've got i mean just four massive djs just announced above and beyond oliver heldens Danny Howard and Fred V have just all announced that they're doing 
a exclusive mix for Deezer. So I think it's interesting seeing Deezer wants to, I think they see a market opportunity here, right, with SoundCloud, uh, you know, struggling. I mean, they just did get the injection of some funds, but still SoundCloud, you know, a lot of producers aren't that fond of SoundCloud, but it's just had, you know, it, it's really dominated kind of that space of the more amateur and like lower down and streaming things. So I wonder how Deezer wants to, make their way into that but on top of that they're also trying to capture you know they want djs like above and beyond and oliver heldens to be posting their mixes on deezer rather than soundcloud so i do think this is a little bit of a cheeky play here where they're trying to capitalize on a little bit of the market there you know aside from the business aspect of it i don't know if samir you have some thoughts on that but aside from the business aspect the other point i want to make is that i think this is a great really just shows that they've paid attention to yeah. uh, curating something that's different. Like this is somebody who knows the electronic music scene, right? This is not someone who's just picking the top names they can think of off the top of their head. They've got a little bit there for everybody. You've got Oliver Heldens, right? So you've got that. He's a little bit more of the mainstream, I'd say probably out of them in terms of things, but he really knows his stuff when it gets down to some tech house and some house above and beyond, right? The classic trance people, but because of their radio show, they really do have a good taste for music, a good ear, so that might attract some trance people. You've got Danny Howard, again, looking at some techno and some tech house, you know, big, big following in the UK and in Europe. People really, really do enjoy him. So that's awesome. And then Fred V, man, is just another person to throw in there with a different style. It's it's really cool to see these different subgenres here being put on. It's like a curated little lineup, if you will. They did such a great job with this, man. It's really, really impressive. And by the way, guys, our podcast is available on Deezer. So It is available on Deezer too. Yes, there, there it is. I got to give it up to Robin Wilms here, the Deezer Global Dance and Electronic Editor. This is just a fantastic curated lineup, and I hope we get to see Deezer or expand more of this, right? So I just want to read a quick little um, a, a quick little excerpt from this article here. It says, What makes these different from other mixes is that Deezer made sure all artists involved receive their fair share of revenues. And this, co- this continues their commitment to make streaming fair. And I think that's just so wonderful yep, because, absolutely. you know, Oliver Heldens or like Above and Beyond, for instance, when they play tracks from either their record label or you know from outside of the record label and outside of their their media crew like how do we know that the artists that they are playing on their show is getting their fair share of from from those streams right we don't know that and i just and love they usually that Deezer, don't. i mean they usually don't they usually exactly don't, to be transparent exactly. about that they don't and i just love that we're seeing Deezer recognizing that this is an issue in the industry and is making sure that those artists are getting their fair share. I think that's just wonderful. But you see, man, also like that's while that's certainly the case too, and I love seeing that. What I think people really should be paying attention to as well is a larger theme. What uh, it's a larger theme we've been discussing on this podcast, which is the business model for the electronic music scene. And we did do a couple episodes where we dug a little bit more into how the mechanics of the business works. I'll put those links up in the show notes as well so people can go back and listen to that. But the overall scene is a little bit broken in terms of a, uh, you know, revenue standpoint sharing. So you've got a lot of these DJs who are smaller. They're trying to get their name out there. They're just starting to tour around. They're in this limbo between being a bedroom producer and someone who's going to be on, you know, major lineups on stages and things like that now their music they're putting out there a lot of time they're not seeing much return on it but the whole point is 
it's almost like a branding play if you know marketing you just want to get your brand out there it's the yeah. dj shout yeah yeah i love the dj spread of music that's how people will hear of you people in the industry also hear of you there you go that's kind of the thing but there's no immediate gratification of that so it takes time and it's quite hard if you don't have a lot of money you know just sitting around that you can just you say okay i'm just gonna keep putting out these beats and set my pile of cash no most people are working two jobs to go out and do this <laughs> right so getting yeah. their fair share from these sets as well as the branding play of being shouted out and used by one of these DJs, I think is a great step forward in making sure that the streaming you know, business model of how music is moving towards now, almost 100% moving towards streaming, is that's how you, these are the type of ways to make it more fair and equitable for everybody. So I really yeah. enjoy this move. And to be honest, man, I, I'm going to use these. I've never actually used Deezer. I will be... 100% honest yeah, about that. So I'm, I'm actually going to go and give it a shot now. I'm going to see what it's nice. like. Nice. Absolutely. Please report back to us and let us know what you think of their service next week. I will. This uh, this yeah. this article definitely made it. And also shout out to EDM Source for the article on this as well. Yeah. And I also forgot for Fred V, I actually never said the subgenre. It's like a chill drum and bass, just so people know. Oh, nice, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. Forgot that one there too. No worries. All right, dude. Thank you so much. And you know what, guys? If you've used Deezer, let us know, right? Our Twitter is at pod btb our instagram is at btb.pod we are also on facebook so definitely peep that as well definitely check us out there but above all we created a brand new website it's beautiful it's mobile friendly it's got all the show notes beyond the super easy to navigate it's got search on there you can learn a little bit about us you can check out our playlist we're always having a good time on the site and uh if you're enjoying the show Please, 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 please hit subscribe. Those actions go such a long way to help us reach a larger audience. Leave a review, all this great stuff. And you know what? We know you're bored at home, so now's the perfect time to do it, now more than ever. But Alec. Yes, sir. Alec, can you feel the fire just burning right now inside I of me? I already like, got a little heated earlier, so I'm ready. Yeah, I'm you very did. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. Alec, <laughs> you know what, man? We got to talk about this because this is just so upsetting, especially when it affects some of my friends, some of our friends, right? This week's anti-plur moment, and you guys are all going to know exactly what I'm talking about if you guys keep track of what's going on in the EDM scene, but this week's anti-plur moment goes out to Ultra. And we've said this before on the show, and we normally don't like to pinpoint precise artists or organizations we really try to stay away from that kind of nonsense but to be honest ultra is fully deserving of this shout out here or this negative shout out here because they out of all these festivals out of all these shows and all these promoters who are canceling their events ultra is the only one besides south by southwest who is not offering a refund on the ticket what the hell is that all about one of the world-renowned festivals in the scene everybody knows ultra music festival dude everybody knows the hand sign for ultra everybody knows the giant you that sits on top of the stage ultra music festival miami is not refunding ticket holders which is just absolutely ridiculous they're calling it a postponement this it's just insane because the postponement is literally for 2021 for the dates that would have been 2021's iteration of the festival So, I mean, how can you really call this a postponement? It is a straight-up cancellation. And the reason why they're calling it a postponement and not a cancellation is so that they don't automatically have to refund tickets to everybody. So they sent an email out to ticket holders offering options instead of getting a refund. You know, you can hold on to your ticket for 2021 or 2022, right? 
if you, well, I mean, I'm not going to say if, but when you hold on to your ticket, you can also buy additional tickets at $249.99, and that's without the taxes and fees. So that, I feel like, is even adding insult to injury right there, because number one, Ultra tickets, they start, if I recall correctly, at around $349. So now, to give original ticket holders the quote-unquote opportunity to purchase additional tickets in 2021 or 2022 at literally $100 less is so insulting. On top of that, they are offering like a, a coupon, like a 50% off coupon to buy merch from the Ultra store. Like all the, all these benefits, quote-unquote benefits that they're giving to people are just straight-up ways for them to make more money. I have never seen such a disgusting act of greediness in this scene dude it's crazy like i would i would actually encourage people out there to not support ultra music festival wow i'm never like after all this has happened i am never going to another ultra music festival ever again never dude it it has just left such absolutely bro it has left such a bad taste in my mouth, man. Like, you know, we got we all have to stand up for something. And it's just not fair to hear from my friends that, like, they don't know what to do for next year, right? Mm. They don't know what to do. And you're reading stories online like, you know, my, my boyfriend here's, – here's a story, right? My boyfriend is going off on deployment next year. Like, we can't make it to Ultra Music Festival. What am I supposed to do with these tickets? I don't know. What are you supposed to do with these tickets? I literally don't know. Like – I guess you got to initiate a chargeback, but now you you run that risk of not even winning that chargeback with your credit card. So, dude, I'm just so heated up and I feel so bad for all the Ultra Music Festival ticket holders to have to deal with something like tying up hundreds and hundreds or thousands of dollars in tickets. Like, let's not forget, VIP tickets cost over a thousand dollars, man. Over a thousand dollars. Yeah. What kind of nonsense is this, dude? Yeah, and like, you know, just the, the benefits that they're offering are just straight up money grabs. I'm not I'm not accepting this and I am never going to another ultra music festival event wow. ever again. Wow. Yeah. You gotta stand for something, Alec, and this is what I'm standing for. Absolutely. You know, I think it's what what I'm interested in here too is I'm wondering what the reasoning behind this is, right? That's what I'm trying to think about. Because this is quite unprecedented given other um festivals as well i mean they were quite close to the actual event launching right when they had to cancel it so yeah you know a lot of things had been paid for and it would have been just a really really big expense to them but this is what makes me think i wonder how they're doing financially um yeah i really do so while this is might be perceived as being a greedy kind of money grab thing it could certainly be that, but it also could just show that they might be in some hot water right now and that this really um, has caused a huge, it's been a, a big, big issue for them. Now, remember too, they've been trying to rapidly expand the ultra brand. So mm. to me, this signals, it might not be just about a money grab thing. This signals the fact that they had a lot of stuff riding on this. They put a lot of work into it and it's just quite a heavy blow to the organization as a whole, particularly also remember because this coronavirus stuff is not going away anytime soon. So they're probably looking at their future events and being like, oh shit, this is, you know, these things aren't going to happen. They're probably going on the PL sheet and being like, oh boy, there's some trouble here. Yeah. Now this is pure speculation. A lot of red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this is pure speculation. I would just, you know, preface it, everything I'm saying with that. This is pure speculation. I do not know if this is the case, but. To me, that would make sense from a business decision why they would have done that. Um, 
I do think it's a bit, it's just, it's one of those situations where, you know, you kind of feel bad for Ultra, but again, like they should have done a little bit more for their, um, for their ticket holders and just outright not giving any type of refund and just making them tied up for the next couple of years. I really don't know if that would have, that was the smartest decision to make because uh, quite rightly, such, it's it's uh, kind of it's just so shitty to the people and especially in an environment and a culture where you're trying to say, you know, we're here for you. This is all for you. Very consumer, very customer focused. This is not a very customer focused action. No. And, you know, they and they also had an increase in expenses, right? Like the cost of them utilizing Bayfront Park has also gone up as well. You know, like I, I do sympathize with the fact that a lot of money has already been paid. And we talked about this on last week's episode. You know, we talked about this. But now for them to seriously just leave their ticket holders high and dry like that, just just disgusting, dude. Ultra Abu Dhabi also had to cancel their event as well. But they initiated full refunds to everybody. So... You know, we and we we've seen issues with with Ultra like this in the past. Ultra South Korea had very similar issues where people had to fight for their refunds because on the last day of the festival, the headliners didn't show up. Swedish House Mafia. It's just Ultra's organization, man. It just goes to show you that they are just all about the profits rather than giving some sort of care and courtesy to their ticket holders and attendees it's just it's so disgusting man it has me so outraged well it does and it continues a trend of just this kind of they just haven't been having a good couple years really i mean you know in terms of just from you know people may have really enjoyed going to their shows right but there's been just so many from logistical issues to you know legal issues with ultra miami specifically to you know the fact that a lot of their other events you know as they're trying to expand across the globe haven't been up to par and scratch it's not been a good couple of years for these guys so to be honest is it bad that i'm not surprised they they're not giving the refunds back just damn given it, i'm really I not that know. surprised I, man i'm really not that surprised I, wow. I mean i would have expected no that because being, look like, at how they look at how they treated with the swedish house mafia thing right and they're just constantly trying to sell you these add-ons right to make you feel better but you still end up actually having to pay so if you experience right. ca- like we've seen this kind of stuff done by them before so uh, it's bad but i'm not that surprised that this happened am i angry about it sure i mean this is just this is not acceptable in any shape or form but i do i can i think there's a business underlying business issue here and i think they've been struggling business-wise uh you know maybe we're not struggling but they're kind of just living life on the edge as it will yeah and they are just not as prepared for taking the hit so these type of things as someone like you know maybe live nation and insomniac are guys trust us like if you're an ultra ticket holder we we feel your pain and you know i like i said i'm encouraging everybody around me to never attend an ultra music festival ever (laughs) that's strong words and you've got on air now so we got everyone's gonna hold you to that man yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going. Does, does I'm do not ultra going. associated uh, events account? It depends because actually a lot of the international events that carry the ultra branding are actually just licensed events. They're put on by local promoters. So which is why I think that the ultra Abu Dhabi event was handled differently than the ultra Miami event gotcha. because it's just handled by a different promotion group. So you, so you were talking about directly, like you know, ultra. I'm only talking about ultra music festival Miami. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. wanted to make that clear. You will, you will never get me back there, Alec. Don't even try. <laughs> I'm not. I I'm hate going Andy, to Miami. Miami's a beautiful city. Look, you yeah. know me. I'm not. I look. I'm not the one that's going to go back and try. I like trying out new festivals, yeah. so I'm good on ultra Miami. But um, <laughs> right. well, I, I have been always. But you know, uh, thank you for your strong thoughts on that, Samir. Quite an anti-player moment for this week. It'll be very interesting. We'll have to see what influence that has. But getting a little bit brighter. Here, boy, oh boy, do we have two 
fantastic, or should I say three, really artists to talk about for the What Are We Listening To section where we're going to go ahead and rate and review and give our thoughts on these two tracks. Before we do, if you're new to the podcast, we have a very unique and cool rating scale on this show. So Samir, why don't you give everyone just a little bit of a recap on how we rate things? Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels one through five. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. Perfect. All right, man. Where do we want to start? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, we got two very interesting releases this week, man. We got Flume and Toro y Moi with their song, The Difference. And then we also have a brand new Troy Boy song. It's called, and I'm going to mess up this this uh, pronunciation <laughs> here, but it's pronounced Gwarn or Warn. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is the G silent? I don't know, but it's spelled G-W-A-R-N. English is a weird language. Alec, where do you want to start? <laughs> Let's start with uh, Flume, all right, and Toro y Moi. So a lot, I was really pumped up about this track when I heard about it. And so just to preface everything, because I'm going to be very positive about this. To The only negative thing I have to say is some of the coverage behind it, where they were really treating it mm. as if it was going to be a pure D&B track. I mean, maybe it was just Yeah, this misleading. is a D&B song, right, Alex? <laughs> it, it is. This is, it is full, but full it is. D&B. It's D&B influenced and inspired. So people are like, oh, Flume nah, is nah, doing is... D&B now. And I'm like, okay, this is not really a true D&B track by any sense <laughs> of the form. So I was, when I first heard it, I was like, all right, when is it going to kick in? When is it going to come in? And it didn't. So... I don't know. I didn't do enough research to prepare myself for this. So this might be only a couple different outlets. I can't even remember who they are, but you know, it's just like, I don't know, just get to know it a little bit better before writing about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, this was a fantastic track and I really enjoyed the DMB influence influence. It's not a DMB song, but the influence on it, you could definitely hear that flume may start exploring some, uh, drum and bass in the future, some actual drum and bass songs. But I just enjoy the fact that there was that influence on it. Just makes you want to dance, makes you want to get going, gets you shuffling. My man, did you feel similar, same way? Yeah, dude, I just love, love, love how Flume is diving 100% into DNB with this 100% certified <laughs> DNB song right here, dude. This is like true drum and bass. Like right. You could drop this song in like uh, a drum and bass club and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, like this is AMC drum and bass. Like an AMC back-to-back set. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm messing around. Obviously, this is not DNB. Yes, I will 150% agree with you, though. This is DNB influence, but this is what I love about Flume. Flume is willing to take genres and just bend them around yeah, and work on them like they're malleable metal pieces, like a, like a nice piece of art. You got Flume with his 
classic trap sound, but he's making it a little bit more chilled out, which I absolutely love. That was love. really neat. I you love got, how he did that. Yep. Love it. Toro Imoa, the voice on this, beautiful, dude. Absolutely divine. Exactly what we needed. And the DMB influence comes in on this song, in my opinion, on the patterns of the hi-hat yes. in the drop. So I 100% feel people on that, but it's just that with Flume, you cannot box them into a single genre. Like if I was, if I had to categorize this, this is chill trap with light DNB influences, and that's where Ooh, I'm gonna go with this. I like that. Yeah, I like this Caskers. Thank you. And when you hear that, you're just like, this is gonna sound weird. No, it's weird, but Flume pulls it off perfectly, and I, you can't expect anything less from him. No, I agree, man. Love that. What a great review of that so far. I'm glad. We'll give our ratings on that in a little bit. You, but Troy Boy with his song either Worn or Gworn, uh, however you want to say it. I think I yeah, think we, we can be excused for the pronunciation on this one. I know we're, Thank you. we're generally not Thank that great all the time. We probably should be better, but I think this one you can be a little bit uh you know more confused by. Is it like Nat? You know, where the G's silent? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be. Yeah, it would be. Anyhow, dude certified fucking banger in my books i loved this song truly truly love this song when troy boy does it right boy oh boy does he try it right i mean it's just the creativity that's in it it's just this it's if you're not really a troy boy fan just like try listen to it from a different perspective just appreciate the sheer incredible amount of creativity of how he uses all these different types of sounds and samples in order to create just a really steady, really awesome rhythm. And there's just fantastic yeah. rhythm to all of his tracks. And when he does it right, he does it right. It just, he adds on elements and elements and elements. And you're like, how much more can he put into the song? And he keeps on adding to it. It's just, this is no exception. I love this song. I'm all about it. How about you? Nice. I love the passion. Dude, Alec, let me just go quickly grab my Merriam-Webster 20th edition <laughs> dictionary. I'm going to look up trap in here. Just give me one second. Oh, uh, the description is one word. Troy Boy, dude, because that's what this is, baby. This is certified fresh trap music. It's a little bit chiller. It's a little bit nicer. It's not like 140 BPM trap. You know what I mean? Like festival yep. trap. This is like more kind of laid back trap with a lot of intricate layers in it that just makes this song so interesting to listen to from beginning to end. Like I can't even begin to tell you how impressed I am with Troy Boy. You guys, if you EDM champions were to be like, oh, Carnage is the best trap producer out there. No, you're wrong. It's <laughs> Troy Boy. Okay, no, everyone has their own opinions. I'm just messing around. But Troy Boy is really, really wonderful at the top of the game and only growing. And I love this song. I, I just, I'm so impressed by him. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, he just never, I just love, I love it. <laughs> That's all yeah. I could say. Nice. I love the passion. Hell yeah, man. All right, Alec, you, you got to give me a rating now, baby. We're moving to the ratings. You got to tell me, what do you think? of the song The Difference by Flume and Toro y Moi. I'm going to give this yes, a level 3 out of 5 turn it up. This was nice. a very solid track. And remember, for everyone, all the champions out there, I'm being a little bit more stringy with my Just Bought Tickets. Um, this is a song that I really enjoyed, and I'd certainly crank it up a notch if I'm hearing it in the car, hell. If I'm playing around on the decks, I'll throw it in there for sure. But it's not something that would just make me, if I heard this in a vacuum, be like, okay, I'm going to need to buy tickets, go find this person and listen to their stuff. Uh, really enjoyed the influence on it. I thought it was very sure, very interesting. Uh, but, you know, still just all in all, a very impressive song, and I hope that Flume does a lot more of this. I, I'm right there with you, Alec. This is a level three out of five. Turn it up for me as well. I love the album art too. I don't know if you've yes, Flume has amazing album art. I think we dug into that a little bit on a 
previous oh, episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yes, shout out to the yes. artists. That's that's th- those are people that don't get enough credit. You know, damn, yeah. I really wish we went back. But we'll we'll talk more in the future about them, give them shout out by name and things too, because I think that's important. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. Really interesting uh cover art here. Yeah, I just I, I love what he does with it, man. But you know, when you listen to Flume's music, it is an experience from beginning to end, from the moment that you you click on that album art to the moment that the song ends. And Flume has really set this song up really nicely to blow some minds and to show that creativity is not dead and that it is still very well alive. You just have to find it in the right places. So, Alec, Troy Boy with the song, and I'm just gonna call it Gwarn. What do you think, dude? All about this track. What a banger! I'm going to give it a level four out of five. Just bought tickets. Hell because yeah. This is yet again, just another track. If I heard this, I'd be like, who is he? Where is he or her? Actually, I wouldn't know if I didn't know it, but I would be like, where <laughs> the hell to go? Because this is just, this is just one of those tracks that just gets you really into trap and just makes you feel alive when you listen to it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I used to be a really big trap guy, like in 2014, uh, 2015. I was really, really big fan of trap and it's kind of fallen off for me. But Troy Boy puts Troy Boy gives me a lot of hope for trap music. You know what I mean? Next time he's around in New York, I am one hundred and fifty percent gonna buy tickets to his show. This is a level four out of five just bought Very tickets nice. for me. Really big fan of this song, and I just love like even just outside of the song, a lot of his music is very interesting and has a lot of different influences on it. And Troy Boy, like Flume, keeps creativity alive and is always pushing boundaries. So I'm really pumped up on these two selections that we have this week. Really pumped up, man. These were great tracks. But if any of you have any thoughts on this, please let us know. We'll probably put up some stories in this week so that you can give us your thoughts, what your ratings are. We would like to hear from you. Dude. Yeah? I'm going to let you go first on this one because (laughs) of just the sheer energy you pack in Ooh. you woke me straight the fuck up when i listened to this yeah honestly. you know it's this is whew, i did not expect it did not expect it whatsoever i love it man i love to hear that because it's so funny because i texted alec my artist that i'm watching this week you know what i mean and he's like oh sorry man just woke up from a nap and then he i'm sure he clicked on the link two or three minutes later he's like holy shit <laughs> this woke me up i'm like hell yeah guys get ready to open your eyes all right here we go i want to introduce everybody to my artist that I'm watching this week, The Lion, all right? We're talking straight up heavy, aggressive, screechy dubstep. Oh, baby. If you like the way that this sounds, then just just you, like buckle up your seatbelt, ladies and gentlemen, because you're in for a freaking ride. Guys, take a listen to this song, Radioactivity. I think this is seriously going to blow some minds. Here it is. You want another one?
dude. Yeah, this is uh, this is a track that woke me up a lot better nice. than my morning coffee. I can tell you that much. What what a great dude. This was just some energy. I feel like we've been lacking with the heavy dubstep. You know, we do listen yeah. to some heavy stuff out there. So shout out to our bass heads, headbangers that are listening to this. How did you come across them, man? Dude, I say I said this last week and the week before, but SoundCloud, you just got to click around and you're going to find some absolutely nice. amazing gems in there, dude. The Lion hails from Sydney, Australia, and I got to give it up to this guy because just browsing even through his SoundCloud, he is a meme lord, okay? <laughs> He's got the memes all over the place of SoundCloud. His SoundCloud bio, and he keeps it short and sweet and to the point, it's four words with a comma that says, eat ass die fast and i think we could all live by those words i know flume is certainly living by those words and uh, i just gotta give it up to delion man i'm a really really big fan of this song you know it's just the way that he breaks up his dubstep with these really fun vocal chops just keeps these songs really interesting you know sometimes sometimes heavy bass music can be a little bit too repetitive yep. you know you guys know what i'm talking about but when, he, when you add some flair into it, you add some creativity, and you're not afraid to take risks like the lion, you're going to get absolute bangers like this song, Radioactivity. Guess what? You're going to be able to find his SoundCloud, Instagram, and this song in the show notes. So you already know where to go. It's beyondthebeats.co. But I'm going to toss this one over to Alec now. Alec, who you got for us this week, man? I'm pumped up. Who you got? Yeah, well, we're going to continue with the darker vibes. Let me introduce you to the sounds of frequency but that's spelled f-r-e-4-k-n-c but i looked at the pronunciation just to make sure i didn't sound like an asshole on air it's pronounced frequency everybody (laughs) but i tell you what you can hear the strong frequencies in all of his tracks he cultivates this dark warehouse type of vibe i want to bring this type of drum and bass to the u.s you can hear it building up this is a tech step song from frequency called warning you can't affiliate the darkness make you desolate most of them are featherweight they condensate evaporate no time to preach nor the time to educate evacuate the premises we terminate the syndicate sick of the masquerade fake as decapitate most of them are featherweight and condensate evaporate you cannot underrate truth that we demonstrate area or confiscate watch the setting escalate singing it for years but you just won't listen bringing harsh reality straight Non-fiction, get out of my way. You're blocking up my vision. Moving from the shadows, check the composition. Alec, this is trap, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm messing it's around. Absolutely this, trap, yes. Oh man, this got me so fired up, man. I gotta say, I'm really, really, really digging this pick. You know me, Alec. I've talked about this before. I've uh, I've been trying to dabble more into DMB. So what what are you calling this genre exactly? Could you tell me? Tech step. 
Can you, so it's like, like techno-influenced like, type of drum and bass, where they take some of wow. the influence from techno, and uh, it's a little bit more minimalistic than... It, it goes against what the jump-up style is, which is just like that... Yeah. Nah, 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 you know, not exactly like that, <laughs> but that type of sound. And uh, yeah. yeah, I really wish I didn't do that. Um, it's uh, it's It's got a very... I, I have a track in mind when I was doing that. Yeah, I think I know so, which one you're yeah. thinking about too. Yeah, That's why I'm laughing because it just brought me back to Creamfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's much more minimal, really. It's it's very similar. Uh, it's probably... I put them in similar genre to uh, Talker, who, he's all, who we've also featured yeah. on the shows as an artist that we're watching. And, uh, you know, he, he just had a bunch of really great releases across some very, very respected labels that he's seen. Noisier's Invisible. I mean, Noisier's also invited him out wow. to do some festivals. I mean, he's even played at the Great Wall of China, apparently. Uh, Flex Out, Critical Music, Dispatch, and Players. Very well-respected labels. Holy shit. Yeah, man, no, this, this, this guy is really going to start blowing up even more. Just be prepared to see him. And I'd love to see this type of drum and bass be introduced more to the US market because I feel like right now you've got a lot I of think- progressive DMB coming over, right? So people like Culture Shock, Wilkinson, which is great. I love that. It's a little bit more of the, I guess, for lack of a better term, and I don't mean this in any derogatory way because I love Wilkinson, but it's a little bit more main stagey type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you see some of the, the harder, more the neurofunk that's like noisier, uh, AMC, Turno, those type of guys. But you haven't really seen too much of this tech step come over yet. So hopefully... He can start getting his roots into here because I really do think a lot of people would really like this actually. Yeah, like I, I just want to say, um, if you have any other tracks like this, like I know you, you just mentioned Talker, who is an artist that we're watching as well. That Century EP is fire. But if you have any other songs like what Frequencies is putting out, please, please, please send them over because this oh of really course, man really yeah hit home I've for got me, dude. I've got like, other this tracks was like so this. fun oh yeah dude yeah. I can introduce you to it. yeah it's a lot of fun right it's a it's oh, hard to God. describe because you're like it's it's like if you're a techno you can kind of appreciate it can't you like you know it's got this exactly tech element you guys to know it. me yeah <laughs> i love techno yeah and i love dmb i love the structure of it it's just fun stuff so bro thank you so much of what course. oh my god we got some great picks this week for the artists that we're watching like we usually do absolutely and no exception just uh thank you all for continuing the tune in we really really appreciate it if you can if you're willing, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way to spreading the word and love of Beyond the Beats. We're trying to take this as far as we can go. And don't forget that you can find the full show notes as well as links to our playlists and our socials all on our websites, www.beyondthebeats.co. That's www.beyondthebeats.co. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is at btb.pod, or on Twitter, which is podbtb. But man, thank you for another great episode. Love talking to you, dude. Really has brought Miss up you, the brother. vibe. I hope you're doing all right. Yeah, of course, man. It really has brought up the vibe. Really good vibe now, uh, despite nice. all of the coronavirus stuff. And just a message to everyone out there. Just like keep your heads up. Use your time. I know we got kind of like dark, a little bit potentially grim, right? Morbid in this episode talking <laughs> about it, right? It really was. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. just keep your head up. Just invest in yourself during this time. Take care of yourself. Take care of your friends. Do some things that you normally wouldn't have the chance to do. And to any producers who are out there, leverage this opportunity to make some music. I know it can be hard not being that motivated, especially if you've had stuff that has to be cancelled. But just remember, you've got some time now to really focus on yourself and your sound. We care about you guys deeply. And, you know, especially for the artists out there, like if you guys want some feedback on your tracks, please don't be afraid to reach out to us, connect at beyondthebeats.co. Like send us your music. Like we'd be happy to take a listen and provide feedback if you so wish. We want to make this space better for everybody 
Also, real quick before we sign out, tomorrow we return with our artist spotlights. So get ready for that because we have a fantastic artist tomorrow. He put together a fantastic mix. He's somebody that we've been championing a lot on this show, and he's ready to tell his story. So we're really excited for you guys to check that out. Until next week for episode 52, we will see you guys soon. Wash your hands. Hands. That's right. Absolutely. Peace.